This week, the obvious question is, do you ever really know someone? I'm Mike Carvisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer, but once we get into it, there's a lot more underneath. And we invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, and we hope you are, please share it or let us know. Give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get the show. So this week, Bob shares a really tough story that unfortunately touches a lot of people these days, and it asks us, how well do you really know someone? We think we really know the people in our lives, but sometimes someone will do something that turns that on its ear, and it makes us wonder if we ever really knew that person at all. I guess the best way to start this story is to say, like, I don't know, I, I have set... It's an emotional thing for me. I feel like in a little way, like my heart was ripped out a little bit, but that sounds like a, a weird way to tee up this story. But but in a nutshell, we, we had someone that was, call it a friend of the family or um, a boyfriend of, of one of the girls in our family and somebody that's been around our family and, you know, somebody that we respected and got along with and never noticed anything out of the ordinary with well, you know, just a short time ago, this this person was, you know, out out driving their vehicle and and close to our home and got in an accident. And you know, I was there when the person after the person got in the accident. I just happened upon it, and the police arrived in the scene. And the next thing you know, this person that I thought I knew was arrested. And you know, you're you're, I don't know, from a listener perspective or for Mike and Joe, if you've ever had that happen where you know, you kind of think you know somebody and, and then all of a sudden, you know, in this case, the police show up and, and say, well, we're going to, we're going to take this person away. And you're like, well, wait, you know, your immediate reaction is to defend like, well, something happened. He must've blacked out or, or maybe he's on, you know, I don't know. Uh, after this happened, you know, I did some self-discovery on, on my own. Cause even my daughter and, and my wife were like, well, we have to help this person out. We have to bond him out of jail and I said well before we do that I, I said we're what we need to know more about this story so I, I probed into the story and talked to other people and including the police and his family and lo and behold found out that he had a problem that I wasn't aware of and nobody else was aware of and that this person had an issue with abusing prescription drugs and then upon doing more research found out that this person actually was was stealing some of uh, my prescription drugs and didn't know about it, and also um, my older daughter's prescription drugs, and and that's what happened was he he took her prescription. My, my older daughter has a particular drug that she takes for for bipolar reasons, and uh, it's not a drug that if you've never taken before that you should be abusing or taking, and it caused him to have um, like a psychotic episode, and that's what what happened to him, and um, so right now he's. He's incarcerated. His parents aren't going to bond him out. We're not bonding him out, and he's probably going to go to um, an in-hab rehabilitation after he gets out. But the thing that struck me is, like, do we ever really know people? It, it's like that gut-wrenching feeling where you think, I trusted that person. He was with me. He was with my family. And then this happened, and how could I be so stupid? That's the part of it, too. It's like I, I feel like a, a dumbass. Like, like, how did I not see this happening? you know, in talking to his parents, they're like, oh, no, he's he's a great con artist. He can tell you a great story, and you'll feel sorry for him. And it's like, you know, and I want to help, but I don't 
I'm also in this position where it's like, okay, well, right now the best help he needs is, is one, is admitting that there's a problem because that's been part of the problem all along, and then, and then getting, you know, the correct medical care that he needs to overcome this addiction. But it's like I feel, I don't know, a little foolish in a way, but the question that I have is, is do we ever really know the people around us? And I can hear about from your story, I mean, that you're impacted from the perspective of thinking you knew better and, and then, as you said, you know, kind of being blindsided in a sense and having it happen. So if I get past that for a minute and say, well, what what did you know about him? I mean, did you know enough about him that you would have spoken on his behalf in a good way or did you just not know anything? So you assumed it was OK, you know, which like you don't know him for very long or anything like that. No, no, not me personally. And even, you know, for Bailey, you know, um, I mean, they were dating. So and I, I think probably more for her, she had certain clues that she suspected. And he always lied back to her or said, you know, for instance, that he had, you know, asthma medication or different things that he needed to take. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, piecing back the facts afterwards, even my boys told me, well, we noticed one thing that was weird about him. He always went to a different bathroom in the house. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, part of me says, well, why didn't you tell me that before? Because I was thinking, and as I went through that, I was like, okay, well, that's why, you know, medicine cabinets are in bathrooms, right? Uh, people keep drugs in bathrooms. So they just thought, you know, he would say, well, no, I, I really like to go to the bathroom in private. Your parents' bathroom is, is better than the one down here. Let me use that one. I, I, one, never saw that happen because it probably would, I don't know, I want to say I would have been clued in, maybe not. But you know, other people saw that happen. And after the fact, I get the evidence and then you're kind of like the CSI detective and put things back together. But you're like, you know, you don't, you don't register those things at the time. So, yeah, I, but I, but your question was, did, did I really know him that well? No, I was getting to know him, you know, and started yeah. to talk about his family and, and things like that. I've met his parents before, and even that there's a certain, this is weird, a certain aspect of me is like, I feel like fooled by them because they, when I told them this happened and they were on vacation at the time that he got in the accident, they knew that there was, well, they know there's a problem and they basically told him that if he doesn't get help, they're not going to have anything to do with him. So it's almost like I feel like they thrust the problem on me without me knowing because they were full aware that he needs help, but never told me, even though I've met them, they never said, hey, he's got a drug problem just so you know and you know he hides it very mm. well and you probably won't find it but when you do could be an issue i i feel kind of betrayed by them so in a way i i go back to the do we really know people because i thought i knew them too you know and they yeah. can, can i do this bob maybe it'll help me to, to answer or to get into the question more it, it seems like there's there's two things going on one is the the idea that um, that maybe you're a little naive when it comes to something, you know, you're thinking from your perspective, I don't think you're naive at all, but I mean, you might be thinking I should have seen the bathroom. You know, there's that guilt and there's that stuff associated with that. Then there's this other question I think is huge is what does it mean to know somebody? And can you ever do that? Can you ever, like, I'm thinking of a person like, uh, uh, <laughs> Bill Cosby, you know, for years, Bill Cosby was the, the guy on TV, the TV dad and all that kind of stuff. And he turns out that if, proven to be true that he actually, you know, was not that person, was not that, that, so do I, do I really know him? Well, I only know him from TV. I don't yeah. really know him as a person at all. So, so if I can separate those two for a minute and say, take away that issue of 
that one issue. Maybe we can do both of them. You yeah. know, in, in the time it's definitely have. the second one is the one that's on my mind. Is to, is like you said, even people that we see in the news all the time that you know this deep dark secret comes out about them, and you're like, well, how how did that happen? Like. And then, and even for the media people, you're like, well, the media follows them around all the time. So we really do know them because when it ever comes to like a suicide or a death or anything that happens with a celebrity, I mean, in some cases, that's more more than, you know, a, a, an average citizen. You know, people care more about that or feel betrayed. Like, how how could this happen? You know, I hate to. I know part part of our show is we kind of try to stay away from like real academic answers, right? Mm-hmm. So I hate to bring this up, but in this in this instance, I think that there's an academic model that really fits this question well. I, I was thinking about the Johari window, and for listeners who don't know what that is, it's a it's a very simple four square picture four boxes, right? And you graph, you know, what you know, and. Uh, Things that are known to you and things that are unknown to you along the top. And along the side, things that others know about you and things that others don't know about you. And if you know it and they know it, call that the arena. Everybody knows it, right? If you know it and they don't know it, right? It's like the secret. They call that the facade, right? It's the it's the piece that, you, you know, they're, they, maybe they're keeping from you, right? If, if you don't know it, but everybody knows it. That's your blind spot. That's something that everybody knows, but you don't know. It's like that, that boy, I didn't know I was like that. Well, everybody knows that about you, right? That's the blind spot. And then if, if you don't know it and they don't know it, it's called unknown. And, and it's just, it's this, you know, black spot that nobody knows ab- about you, including yourself. And I think in this instance, Bob, you did know him. You did, you know, mm-hmm. but you didn't know this part about him. Yeah. Right. And and, so, and and I think that's the way it is with everybody, you know, that that, yes, you, you, you know, that that common thing people say, boy, you think, you know, somebody. Well, you do. <laughs> you just didn't know this about. Yeah. Right. And you can't be blamed. You can't be blamed for it. You just didn't know it. In fact, I, I know you're busting in and I, and I don't want to yap too long, but. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there was some piece of this that he didn't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, no, that's what I was going to bust in on is when you said that black <laughs> spot, that notion of like, I think in some cases, whether it's the Bill Cosby or this particular person in my situation, that that blind spot might even exist for them, that they've convinced themselves through lying long enough that, no, I don't have a problem. I've never done that. Or, yeah, I take this, but I need it. You know, it's kind of like the alcoholic that convinces everybody around them that they're not an alcoholic. Uh, you know, I can stop whenever I want. But they really can. It's a it's a blind spot for them. So that that academic model actually, I think, is is mm-hmm. really you know helpful to me and maybe helpful for listeners as well. That you're right. It's like you know maybe the question is how do you get in? How do you get into some of that? How do you shift those windows over that some of that becomes more into the light? But I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, I think there's a piece of it, and and I think you're right, Mike, in these quadrants and stuff. I love that that image. Uh, there's a piece though that I, I don't want to put under the the kind of the the heading of um, values or or something that describes you that goes beyond um, simplistic actions and and things that might happen, might not happen, but into the if this were to occur, what would Mike and Bob do? You know, would they? And and there's a trust issue there. So I mean, you might you might take a drink and drive. I don't know if you would or not. I, I think it's possible. Either one of you could. I could as well. Um, I could get into an accident and be that person under the influence of something. 
So I, I'm not putting it in that category. It's a bigger category that says something like this. You know, if if I needed help, would you guys be there? And I believe I know that 100 percent. I don't think. I, yeah, there's a fraction that tells me you, you could be that jerk that's pretending all the time to be my friend. And when the moment happens, you don't do it. But I don't believe that about you. So I think there's something there's a, like a box there, not a box, but a heading that says these kinds of values. I, I believe with everything I can believe with that this is this is true. And I could still be wrong. I mean, it could still be a small percentage that that I miss. But all that other stuff, I think you're right. It, it's what you revealed to me. It's what you've told me about. You know, I, I could never do that. Well, then, then you do it. You know, it's like, oh, there he is doing it. I mean, anything you can think of pretty much. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that I could say would be something you might do, but you could do anything. It, it, and it would surprise me that you would do it. But I wouldn't be like, no, that's not Mike. That's not Bob. I'd say, yeah, well, Bob had a weak moment, you know. Yeah, unless we find out, you know, Joe has a, a pit <laughs> a pit in his backyard and there's bodies in it. That's where, you know, at, at some point that, you know, you say you know the person and you support them, <laughs> that it breaks off. That you're like, okay, well, Joe, if that happened, I might be in the courtroom with you, but I don't know that I'll be patting you on the back and saying, you know, go Joe and hope you hope you win this case. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll be looking from afar. <laughs> Yeah, it always of... comes to a pit with bodies in it. <laughs> yeah. well, I know you guys not to joke about it, but I know recently there was there was something up yeah. there in Pennsylvania where you know, yeah. and again it yeah. could be the same kind of thing—a yeah. mental illness kind of thing where you know people thought they knew that that kid, right? That kid had killed three, I think three or four other friends of his, and selling drugs, mm-hmm. you know, pot or whatever, and then put him on the, the farm of his parents, you know. You, and you he know, has a long history, too. I mean, there's yeah. a history of crime on his part that, you know, somebody should have picked up. And this is that failure of the system thing. And I think if you knew that guy, you'd, you'd be a little suspicious of him. See, I think here, here's what I think. And this may not be true. But I think if you heard the story that I had a pit in my yard, which I don't. But if I did and I had <laughs> bodies in it, <laughs> I think you guys would come to my aid. I think you would. Now, you might find out I do and then you'd run away. I would also run away if, if you had one in your yards. You guys don't have pits in your yard. No. No, I would run away as well. But I think in the moment that I heard that story, I wouldn't believe it. And I, mm-hmm. and if someone said they got Bob locked up and he's got no friends and everybody's telling him, you know, he's going to get the electric chair or something, like, I'd be there. I'd, I'd head down you know, to Atlanta. Try you to know, the, you, interesting because this is, I, I think, where the rubber hits the road, right? Because if 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 we... Combine this whole question with living in the moment or being present, right? You you can spend a little bit of time if you want going, man, I didn't know that about, about this person, right? And kind of being preoccupied with it and having like being depressed about it, right? You could do that or you could tackle it as, well, I know that now. You know, that's what I know now. <laughs> like my, if I look at it right now, I know this about that person and I know it about me and I know it, you know, so how now where do I go from here, Right. I think this is an opinion. I don't have anything really to support this, but I think that it's wrong. I, I know it doesn't work well for myself if I spend time thinking about, wow, I didn't know that about that person and letting that sort of that toxic sort of thing, you know, mess me up. Mm-hmm. Right. If I can for a moment push it out and think, well, this is where we are. You know, this is the situation we have. Now, do I do I still love this person? Sure. Do I still think this person's a good person? They obviously screwed up, right? Yeah. They made a, a big mistake. They betrayed me, right? All mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. But what else do I what else do I know about? Why did I like this person to begin with? Was yeah. there a connection there, or or did this end it 
was it so bad that it ended it? And I think going back to to you, Joe, <laughs> if there's bodies in your yard, I think I'm pretty sure like that might that might damage the relationship <laughs> significantly. But let's just say it's it's a a problem you yeah. have, right? A ser- like a, a real <laughs> a real problem. I would know it about you, and I would. But I love Joe. Yeah. You know, Joe, just one of the guys I respect most in my in in my life. I'm gonna help him. It, yeah, you know. and it goes back to that Johari window you mentioned too, because there's how many times do you see the person on the news that you know they they killed their neighbor, but somebody else comes out from their front yard and says, "Oh, he was the nicest guy. He, you know, he would help me mow my lawn every week." You know, mm. and it's like there's these dual sides to people. The one thing to, for me to remember that I think you guys have helped me with is that we're not the center of the universe, or I'm not the center of the universe. When people do things, whether, you know, whatever it is, abuse drugs or, or steal from somebody or, or do something even, you know, more extreme, they're not doing that to me, right? Like this person that I'm talking about that was abusing drugs wasn't doing it to say, well, I'm going to hurt Bob or help hurt my family or, or hurt one of my kids. They were doing it because they had an addiction. So they were really only thinking about themselves. And that's the thing I have to remember is that when people that, you know, my initial question is, you know, do I really know people? I No, I don't. But when they're doing these things, you know, you use the word betrayed, Mike. You know, I felt the same way, but it's not about me, you know, because even there's a part of me that says, well, I need to go and see this person and, and have them admit that there's a problem, that I'm right, and, and that would be closure for me. But that's not really what, what's needed here. You know, it, it's about that person getting the help that they need. Yeah, I think it's a good point, Bob. And, you know, as I listen to this, I think to myself, while I believe certain things about you guys, if something were to occur that I would, my first reaction would be, Bob, Mike, like that, and then find out that it's true, I don't think it would, And you know, again, would it change a whole lot? It might change something, but it wouldn't change the idea that how could, how could he do this? I mean, to me, like you say, how could he offend me in this way? Because I think given the same circumstances, whatever, wherever you were at that moment, whatever it was you did, I probably would fall into the same trap. You know, I, I think the, I'm hearing more and more in, in PA here about uh, drugs, you know, around Hazleton, different areas, you know, in, in the state, all across, across the country as well. But most of the, the ones I'm hearing about are, are kind of innocent situations where somebody get involved with, you know, some type of a, an opiate based upon uh, an injury of some sort, got hooked, and next thing you know, they're an addict. I mean, what a horrible way to take a life and then condense it down to drug addict, as opposed to, say, given the situation, you know, just recently I had a, I had a, a little bit of a of a uh, operation on my arm, and they gave me two samples, and that's, I didn't know which it was, either an opiate or a Tylenol. And they said, for pain, if you would use one or the other, and then report back the results. I was kind of in a drug thing, because they're trying to understand how to control the pain without the opiate so you don't addict people. But picture being a doctor, I mean, a really good doctor that prescribes that and then creates a drug addict. I mean, first do no harm, uh, that's that's out the window. I mean, not that they created the drug, drug addict, but they prescribed the medication that would eventually create such a need for the drug that they actually create the drug addict in the end. So I think, you know, if I heard that about you, uh, if you've had back surgery or something like that, and you, you had some drugs, you said you had some stuff in the, in the medicine cabinet, and somehow it was an accident, like you weren't, you weren't purposely doing it initially just to get high or something, I could hear that. I mean, I could hear that story, and I'd think, what a sad story. You know, it, would, it wouldn't change my opinion of you at all. It would make me feel more sad for how, how that situation could have happened to a person like yourself, and realize it could happen to me. That's why it's really sad. I mean, it's more sad because I realize it could be me. You know, it mm. could be anybody. It could be my kids. 
I, yeah, as, as, as my final thought on this one, especially when we're talking about something like addiction, I would even go so far as to say, certainly when addiction starts, I, I would advocate that, that that's probably not known to the person that they're, that, that they're becoming addicted. And, and maybe they start to kind of know it and they keep it from, from someone, then it kind of moves over to the facade, right? Or maybe they don't know it, and but people kind of notice they are having a problem, they're drinking too much, but the person doesn't, I don't think, I, I honestly don't think I'm drinking too much, right? Then it's sort of in their blind spot, right? Johari Window, I, I know, has this, this thing that says, <laughs> doesn't directly equate happiness with the size of your arena, <laughs> you know, like, but the more you, you I, I know, Joe on the screen has made a face, so the listeners can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger you can make your arena, the more that you can make yourself known to people around you, the sort of the happier you are, right? It's sort of the you're not there's the the less that's hidden, right? And that I think that speaks to the, to this. You know, thank you both. I know we just kind of scratched the surface. I know on the obvious question when we throw out the questions and there's a personal emotional connection to the question it, it, it it's harder for, at least for me to contribute because it you know I'm really more trying to listen but uh, but I think this has been very therapeutic for me and I'm hoping that you know it, it strikes a nerve with with other listeners as well because I think we all encounter these kind of situations where we think we know someone and then somehow the, the rugs slips out from underneath us and it happens not just with the things we use as examples like in a drug addiction way but I, I've seen it even with families where there's a divorce situation where the one spouse says I'm done I'm leaving and it comes as a complete complete surprise in some case to the other spouse or to uh, to family so there, there's a lot of different examples of these things and you know I, I, I guess maybe we can start to think about how do we how do we move and shift the the windows a little bit more so we become more aware and, and possibly have some of the discussions to to get to know people better and where they need help so thank you both <laughs>